paid up. When I steps on the floor, I don't waste time. Two seconds, one shot, I'ma make mine. Put a three-pointer on baseline. They want my spot. I'm trying to save mine. So you should move over. You should move over. What's good, everybody? You're now listening to Hoop Narrative Podcast with your boy, OT. Got my bro always in the building with me, Fred Joe. What's good, bro, bro? Come on, bro. It's good, man. You are, you know, I'm always feeling good when we're back in the booth. Yeah, man. Just us two. It's kind of weird. You know, we had we had Jamal Crawford in here. Yep. And we had uh, Paulo Banchero in here. Shout out to both of them. Yeah. Uh, definitely, you know, kind of turned the corner for us and the Hoop Narrative Podcast family. Everybody who's been listening uh, lately, shout out to everybody. Uh, you guys know where to tune in at. The YouTube page has been going uh, pretty solid so far, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's me and bro today, but trust me, we definitely got a good lineup for you guys over the next few weeks here in the next couple episodes here. They're expecting a, they're speak, expecting a guest, bro. Man, bro. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's pretty much the start of the NBA uh, season for the most part. And we had to come in here, bro, and talk about, you know, some of the stuff that we've been seeing uh, on you know on the news so far in the sports world, yeah, and it's it's, crazy. it's, it's getting real crazy, bro. It, you know, usually when we when we talk about you know the off season, the first thing everybody wants to talk about is who's free agents, right? Where's everybody going? Yeah. But it's a little different this year. It's almost like the trade season is like free agency this year. Yeah, that's everybody true. wants to see who's going to be on the move. And that's then you, true. And then before, you know, we get into that, you know, we also got the draft tomorrow. Good NBA draft. Yeah, man. so uh, actually, by the time y'all be hearing this, the draft will be today. Yeah. So, yep. so, yeah, shout out to, you know, all everybody who's in the draft. We already know, man, only 60 people get the name called, bro. That's, that's real, bro. That's not an easy task. Yeah, it's not, bro. Every year we always talk about that, man. 60 guys get drafted and then 450 guys get a jersey every year. Yeah. So. And not all of them stick. Exactly. That's the goal. I don't care about making it. Can you last? Yeah. So, you know, before we get into the draft, uh, man, we got some big headlines, bro, when it comes yeah. to the trade world. Ooh. So we already seen uh we already seen some guys get traded and most of them has came out of OKC. Starting there, uh mm-hmm. the I guess we'll start with the championship Lakers and the move they made. And they traded for uh Dennis Schroeder, traded away the first round draft pick. Trade away Danny Green. Sam Presti always gets a first round draft. Man, he got a, he has seventeen <laughs> in for the next I think until two thousand twenty six. It's crazy, bro. And you know I hate to see hate to see Danny man. It seemed like ever since he uh, missed that wide open three pointer in the yeah. finals that yeah uh, the, the Lakers was waiting. Yeah, the Lakers family was waiting for him to go. Yeah, and it was crazy because like. I wasn't even waiting for him to go, but it was just one of those situations like I knew it was going to happen, you know? So when they when he did get traded, it was just like, damn, Danny, even though I, I, even though I knew it was coming, still hated to see him go. But I mean, let's be real, like when it comes to talking about, you know, this trade here. So this trade to break this one down, you trade away Danny Green, yeah. 3 and D veteran. Mm-hmm. Um, has won multiple championships, so he has championship pedigree. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but he did not shoot the ball as well that he did that yeah. he shot in Toronto. Agreed. Um, Agreed. He only shot thirty six percent this year from yeah, three point line. He struggled. shot forty five percent from three last for the Toronto. Struggled mightily. I ain't gonna lie. And so it's like to me, I think 
uh, Rob Palenka and the whole front office all he can we can upgrade. I mean, we can get another type of veteran yeah. who does that. Yeah, and serviceable. I, I, yeah, and I do think with the veteran minimums or even with you guys mid level, you guys will go get another player like that. Rumors is maybe Wesley Matthews, somebody yeah. like that. Yeah, uh, I like Wesley. I like. Wesley I, I do Matthews. too. He's a solid, tough defender. But when you have a chance to go get a. Uh, not only a, a good lead guard, but yeah. a young good lead guard. Yeah. And then, like I said, you didn't really give much. I mean, you guys, this pick was 28 this year. Yeah. I thought we was going to give up more, too, for Dennis Schroeder. So, I was yeah. glad, like, we, you know, we came through on that aspect. And I like Dennis, too, but I ain't going to lie. He's, he's always – he he was kind of, like, as far as – for me, he was up and down as far as Atlanta goes. He always hooped, but wanted to see him win. And I think going to OKC, playing with Chris Paul, he, he – you got to see it on another, you know, magnitude and mm-hmm. level. So I think he's going to bring a lot of fire that Bron's going to love. And, and I think what LeBron, I mean, what Chris Paul did for Dennis is what LeBron will do the same exactly. thing for him, expect the same out of him, and mm-hmm. we'll have him competing at a high level every night. But also, uh, Dennis Schroeder is somewhat of, I mean, you can tell, say whatever you want. He is somewhat also insurance just in case you guys lose Rajon Rondo yeah. as well. And I have a feeling he is going to leave too, bro. That's just me, but I have a feeling he's gone. So. I mean, bro, if you're 35 plus, yeah. I mean, you already got some rings and you didn't, you know, pretty much solidify that you can still play. I mean, you got money calling you, bro. Yeah. I mean, I ain't, mad, I ain't at mad at Rondo for that at all. <laughs> it's crazy because you, you've, been, you've been saying that lately how it's a lot of dudes that is 30 plus years old getting paid right now and if you look at it like all these dudes aren't really like 30 plus getting their bag man getting their little <laughs> I don't think Rondo's gotten paid since I don't know we can fact check that maybe Dallas was the last time we got some money yeah. but I, I wouldn't be surprised if the last time he got paid was with the Celtics yeah no seriously that we can't even really think of now that you're bringing it up. I can't even remember. Yeah, so I'm I'm not mad that, you know, Rondo wants to go out and just explore. It's yeah. not a done deal that he's gone. Mm-hmm. But I think that clearly L.A. has, you know, kind of got enough that enough of the whispers to see that there's a possibility that he, yeah. he, he can really go. I agree. Yeah, I agree so. Yeah, man. Okay, he he. So he got a two year, twenty seven million dollars with the Bulls in two thousand sixteen. Mm, but yeah, did he didn't. T- he hasn't got like real money since the Boston Celtics uh, re-signed him in two thousand and ten. So okay. that was fifty five mil for five okay. years. And, okay. You know, today that's you can get fifty five yeah. mil in three years. On three years <laughs> off the rip, yeah. So I, I ain't mad at, at him for that. But I'm a, I'm definitely gonna grade that, and I'm gonna give that an A. I thought that was okay. a great move for okay. the Lakers. Uh, you're already in contention. You now go get another guy who can go get you a bucket. He shot very well from the three point line, yeah. so he spreads almost forty percent, I think. Yeah. yeah, and like he is, he's kind of a mold defensively as Rondo. Yeah, Long, I was about to lanky, say, yep. can mm-hmm. can guard and he did that very well with OKC last year. So yeah. I think he fits the mold perfectly. Yeah, I love what Dennis brings. I'm not gonna lie, he's he reminds me of a young Rondo. Could shoot it a little better, but. Mm-hmm. Defensively, he's going to be scrappy. He's going to yep. get those rebounds. You know, he's he does a lot of that. Can run the team. So, definitely. Now, there was a bigger splash yeah. on Monday, the day after that. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we talk about my Phoenix Suns. <laughs> uh, the Phoenix Suns traded. For, we heard the whispers uh, all weekend. Uh, yeah. The Phoenix Suns finally got their hands on Chris Paul. Uh, they Good traded. Chris Paul. They traded uh, Ricky Rubio, um, Kelly Oubre. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jalen LeCue. Oh, prep school kid. Mm-hmm. 
And then we also traded, um, I want to say, point guard from Virginia. Oh, Ty Jerome. Ty Jerome. Yeah, Ty Jerome. And then we traded a 2022 first round draft pick. Okay. Uh, which is, I think, is protected. So, we'll, uh, uh, I mean, what, what did you think about that first before I, I go in on this trade? Right. Come on, bro. <laughs> you, let me just say my say my before you go in. But no, I think it was. I think this was a great trade, bro. A great trade. You know, I, I've been seeing some people, and I'll let you break that down after you get done talking about them. But I, uh, I hear some people saying, oh, the numbers don't match up. Like, Chris Paul doesn't play well with, with dominant ISO scores, you know. But I'm just not hearing that. Like, being a basketball dude, I just feel like what he brings and what Phoenix needs is, is it goes hand in hand. And then everyone talks about, well, Devin Booker's not a winner. Devin Booker's not a winner. And to me, I felt he showed that in the bubble. But you can't tell me bringing a guy like Chris Paul in, you're not, you know what I mean? Like, it, you're not going to get to see that. He has no choice. So, for me, I brought that. I thought that was an A-plus because Chris Paul's already played with Monty. His competitiveness and his edge, his leadership, what he's bringing, mixing with Devin Booker, I don't know, bro. It's, <sighs> yeah, it sounds, seems like something can be brewing, and uh, that was a good point that you brought up that CP's already played with. And not to, not to cut you off, but now you want D-Book to start to see some pieces of, okay, are these guys helping me? Trying to, are they trying to help me win? So I thought that was another thing, too. Like, D-Book, you see Chris Paul, you're like, okay, now the clock is starting to tick. So, And I'm pretty sure this is something that D-Book lobbied for when he heard about it. So Yeah, exactly. Nah, you, you, you definitely hit some some solid points. Now, for me, uh, on, I, thought talk this, to me bro. I thought this was a no-brainer from where the Phoenix Suns have been in the last 10 years. Uh, finally, a GM made some type of risk and went and stuck his nose out uh, on the line to go make this roster better. Chris Paul is, yes, he's a little older, uh, but he showed not only is he still can play at an all-star level, he can compete at an elite level. Uh, nobody dubbed the Thunder to be a playoff team. I didn't, bro. At all. So, And personally for me, what I love so much about uh, this trade is Devin Booker now has somebody who he can look up to on this roster mm. and, you know, get a lot of knowledge from, of the game, yeah. uh, you know, learn how to conduct himself on the court. Uh, and like I said, learn how to actually win basketball games consistently. Yeah. Uh, and now win meaningful games. Mm. Uh, not just go out and kill yeah. uh, in meaningless games. But now, like I said, the target is starting to the target is starting to grow on your back. Yeah, exactly. uh, coming into the season, the Suns now have Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Aiden, who let's not forget averaged like nineteen eleven last year, mm-hmm. who's playing, who's getting better by the year. Yes, he is. Uh, Cam Johnson, as a rookie, proved that he is going to be a sharpshooter. Good knockdown in the shooter. League. Yep. And then um, Michael Bridges mm-hmm. came on really strong in the second half of, of the game and showed yep. that he can. Be that three and D guy, spread the floor, cut all, cut yeah. to the basket, yeah, things I like, like that. I like my care. So the five right there, and then I'm not. I don't think we're done as a roster. I we I think we still have money to go get free mm-hmm. agents. Yeah. Uh, but I like what we already have right now. I wasn't tripping. I was gonna be. I was gonna be pot if we gave our first round draft pick this mm-hmm. year for, because only because Chris Paul is 35 years old. Yeah, you're right. 
not you don't give away a top ten pick for yeah. somebody of that yeah, age. Yeah. So I'm glad it was next year's pick, and on top of that, it's pro- project or protected. I'm not worried about that. Yeah. Uh, I will say the guys that are leaving, it sucked. Kelly Oubre, mm-hmm. I thought did a really solid. He was making strides with you guys. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. He exactly. Was making and this is somebody you know he hasn't found a home yet. Yeah. And you know he thought coming into after how we played well last year, he thought he may have did enough to earn at least somewhat of a long term deal from them sons. He didn't get it. Yeah. Uh, he came back and start and played well again before he got hurt. He did. And it sucked to see that he couldn't play in the bubble. Cause we hooped without him, yeah. and I'm front Why off. Why didn't the, he play? What happened? He was injured. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but the front office takes notice of that. Yeah. So it's tough. And he only he only had one year left on his deal. There was no there was no uh, given that he was gonna come back. Mm. And then also Ricky Rubio too. He did his job. Yeah. Uh, it it he does, was solid for you guys. Yeah. It sucks. It does suck to see those two leave. But if you're gonna trade those two players, you know you're getting back somebody who's clearly gonna yeah. take you to uh, possibly another level. So, uh, I'm definitely giving uh, I'm giving James Jones good sure. James Jones an A plus. He's for, a GM, right? Yeah. Okay. Good James. I'm Jones, definitely yeah. giving him, bro, an A plus for like I said. Finally, it's taking a GM to take some type of risk. I was so hot, bro. After yeah. a few years ago, I heard we passed up on trading like a top five pick for Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Like some of the times when when you're desperate, like yeah. I, I felt like we should have been over the last four or five years. You do. You give up top five picks. That's and true. it turned out to be Josh Jackson, who's yeah. halfway out the league right now. <laughs> right, yeah, man. That didn't work out too well. Yeah, so I thought the, those were those two trades were definitely significant. Uh, once again, the Western Conference is is getting beastie. You now got a team who didn't make the playoffs last year, get a pretty big piece in Chris yeah. Paul. You got the rich getting richer and getting Dennis Schroeder. Offensively, what do you think for you guys? Just uh, if you could break it down real quick, just what you think is what do you think it might look like as far as your offense? I mean, I think I mean you already seen. I mean, D Book and CP is in the yeah. lab as we speak. So yeah, I know we seen that video yeah. They're already working. I think out. you'll see the fluidity in uh, both our guards, and then I think everybody already sees it's a no brainer how much Chris Paul's gonna open up for DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, bro, our, him and DeAndre that pick and roll, exactly. bro. I just think about all the bigs that Chris Paul's played with, mm-hmm. Blake and Tyson, Tyson, Taylor, David West, like Clint Capella, <laughs> Clint Capella yeah. like Payday. And Clint and and De- you make a good point. DeAndre does both. Like yeah. he can pick and pop from the fifteen right. feet line, right. or he can or he can rim run. Yeah, you're right. And you know we talk about when it comes to bigs, they may not be a necessity now. But if you're going to be a big, you got to be able to shoot the ball a little Stretch bit, or you floor. have to rim run and protect the rim. Mm-hmm. So DeAndre Aiden can do that, but I, I, I still think DeAndre will get his numbers. You're, I don't think we'll see a points per game, uh, big uh, jump for him. Yeah. But I do think we'll see better play all around from him. Yeah. No one, like I said, Chris Paul effect from all these young guys yeah, on the court. Right. It's not just Devin Booker. Yeah. Not so, gonna have no choice. Yep. So that that was great. Now on the other side of the NBA, man, you you see a desperate Milwaukee Bucks doing whatever it can possible uh, to keep Giannis in Milwaukee. I don't like it. You didn't like it, bro. Let's talk about it. No, I didn't like the the. My bad. No, go ahead. I didn't like the Drew Holiday. I liked the Giannis. I just didn't like the the trade. Oh, the, that's what I'm saying. Let's yeah, talk about I it, just bro. I don't I don't know. I just feel like so the Go first ahead. yeah so the first trade uh bros talking about Drew Holiday was shipped to the Milwaukee Bucks for Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, three future first round picks, and George Hill too, and pick swaps. 
I didn't know both of those guys. Yeah, so I was surprised. I was surprised that they gave up both of them because I mean George Hill was kind of like uh, whatever Eric Bledsoe didn't bring. George exactly. Hill did. Yeah, did you're right. Spreading the floor, uh, being like I said, playing both sides of the ball. Yeah. So I was surprised they did give up him, but was also crazy. Drew Holiday's also thirty years old. They gave up three first round picks, bro. Bro, that. That's what you call going all in on right now. Yeah. So now it's you're in, you know, it's either win or you're starting over mode. Because yeah. if you don't win now and Giannis you lose Giannis, yeah. you now have no first round draft. We saw this story before with Brooklyn. Yeah, you did say this with the <laughs> old. What you, you call them? The old geezers yeah. with the, <laughs> now, now, the now Kevin Giannis, Garnett yeah. and the Paul Pierce. Now look, now Giannis isn't old, and Drew Holiday. Danny Ainge drilled those guys. Yeah, he did. <laughs> And, you know, it's New Orleans is pretty much taking a page out of the OKC and they're stockpiling as many draft picks as possible. Yeah, that's true. Uh, now, when it comes to the Bucks, now, uh, you got Drew Holiday, you got Chris Middleton, and uh, Giannis. Giannis, yep. That'll be your big three. Now, I think what me and you both agree on is that, I mean, Drew Holiday's been to the second round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And he played very well uh, next to Anthony Davis when they did go to the second round of the playoffs. Was that the year they beat uh, Portland in the first round? Yes. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The question is, does this really put you over the hump? Even <sighs> even before I ask you that, they mm-hmm. also did sign and trade and got uh, Bojan Bogdanovic oh, from, from Sacramento. Sacramento the shooter. Yeah. Okay. He's nice. I ain't going to lie. And they didn't give up. The only piece that I didn't like but I understood they gave it was Dante DiVincenzo to sack. Okay. Er- yeah, I get Sova, that. Uh, I'm not. I'm not mad at that. I do like Dante. I do, but he but hasn't proven enough. Yeah, yeah. And and Bogdan has. Yeah, Bogdan definitely has. So now with those upgrades, and I know it's still early on. We still don't know who's gonna get moved around. But with those upgrades, what 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 do you see? Where do you see? Like what what do you see as a vision for the front office and the Bucks? Oh my God! I don't know. I just feel like. I feel like one aspect is that not knocking Chris Middleton, but I feel like they think Chris Middleton's more of a I don't know if they feel like he's a second option. I feel like they think he's more of a third option. Mm-hmm. So for me, my thinking is I think I think they were thinking like let's bring somebody like Drew who has experience, who can make tough shots, who can make late shots. I think they wanted to bring someone else in that could help Giannis with those type of moments. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Drew's you know, you always talk about shot creations at a premium right now. He's one of those guys that could do that for them. You see, even when Giannis is in foul trouble or something, when Chris Middleton has to be the guy, just it just doesn't look like it's working. So I think they wanted to bring somebody else in that could help with that. You, you don't think he did a, a solid job uh, in the playoffs this year? I think he did. I think he did a solid job for. For the circumstances. I was say, I was I think say he, they also only made it to right, the second round. Yeah, so. <laughs> no, I, I do think he did a solid job. But but for me, I just think the front office is thinking that we need to get some more pop with Giannis. Like somebody that can, like we're not just solely relied on him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And drew somebody that can go get a bucket. Chris Middleton's more of a system guy, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Drew's going to be able to just go get those breakdown buckets. An upgrade from Eric Bledsoe. Because yeah. they do the same thing, but I think Drew's a better offensive player. And, and we always knew that Eric Bledsoe was the name of the right. guy who was going to be on the uh, on the block. Bro, when he got that extension a year ago or two years ago, I was surprised. Bledsoe, yeah. Yeah. I was surprised. I'm not going to lie, bro. 
And I thought it was because they just made the conference finals. Uh, going in before that, I think he got it. Yeah. So it's like they almost wanted to... I wanted something for him to not worry about mm, and just going in hoop in the playoffs. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I just don't know if it takes him over the top. Yeah. Uh, the problem is at the top with me, and it starts with Giannis mm-hmm. not playing well yeah. in these playoff scenarios. Uh, I've always thought that they've had enough to at least make the finals. At least, especially I agree with you on conference. that, bro. I agree. So uh, I get it. When you get it, have a superstar, a top five player in the NBA, an MVP candidate, you do whatever to keep him. And I, I'm not mad at the moves they make. I yeah. liked the moves. But Chris Middleton and Giannis yeah. Antetokounmpo have to be consistent in the playoffs. In order for them to reach yeah. the finals, sometimes and, and you know we talked about this, bro. Sometimes it's not what's around you; it's you, you know. And it's like, like you said, Giannis has been struggling in those moments, and it just seems like the franchise is trying to look somewhere else to find what the problem is. Like he has to get better himself, and Chris Middleton as well. No, you're right. Got to figure it out. So you know that that's gonna be real interesting. Yeah, man. I'm not gonna lie. I think. Milwaukee will do the same thing, have a good regular season, and then oh, yeah. who knows in the playoffs, oh, yeah. bro. I'm going to be honest. That's my prediction for them. Now, we got a lot going on in, in Houston. Houston, oh, has Houston. Man. we have a real problem right now. <laughs> if that wasn't real. And, you know, we talked about this a little bit when we recorded a couple days ago, mm-hmm. and we wanted to come back in here and update some stuff. But, man... It's crazy to hear, one, that Russell Westbrook wants to be gone. And there's really not no, like, clear telltale on why he wants to leave. Like, you're hearing, well, A, it's he doesn't want to play with James Harden. Then he refutes that. And then you're saying that he wants – then we're hearing that, you know, he wants to go pretty much have the ball in his hands again mm-hmm. and be a leader of the team. And then we're also now hearing that, well, shit, if, Jam- if, if Russell wants to leave – then James, James is like, is like I, I don't want a part of. I'm not a part of no rebuilding process, so yeah. I'm What's trying the, to get out of here too. And then you're hearing that. What he do you said, think is the first part, though? What do you think is the first domino for them? Trade James, trade. Oh no, trade Russ. Like, what do you think is no. the first? And I've had like debates about this already. Yeah. I'm not gonna be surprised if both of them are playing for the Houston Rockets. Yeah, game one. bro. That's just too much. Of you're asking too much out of your front James. Office. Did he, did he did he turn down the fifty million? That, did he turn down? The, turn down. He, he really two did. Years a hundred million dollars. Wow. He would have been the first fifty dollar fifty million dollar a year man in the NBA. Okay. Now that's saying I a lot. See, now I didn't know if it was true. So well, that's saying okay. a lot. Yeah, that is. Now, like I said, well, let's play scenarios. Okay, let's say they both do want to go. If I'm the Houston Rockets, I already traded a young player in Clint Capello. I got no more young players on this team if I trade those yeah. guys. I'm asking for the house, the car, the yeah. wife, the kids. Yeah. I'm asking for everything for surely when it comes to James Harden. Yeah. I'm not asking for nothing less than three to four first-round draft picks. I want a young player who has... I mean, honestly, I, I'm i being lenient by saying some type of upside. I want a young player who showed promise already. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So, I agree. I'm not – James, people don't understand. James Harden is locked in with the Houston yeah, Rockets yeah, for yeah. at least two more years. That's why I think people understand the aspect that Houston doesn't – even though he's asking for a trade, 
talk to the people about like he doesn't his contract still is two more years, so he can't go nowhere if they be like we're not trading. Mm-hmm. And, and we seen <laughs> we seen the Pelicans play hardball with Anthony Davis. Yeah. Uh, he asked to be traded and wasn't traded until months yeah. after he had asked for a trade. Now, with that being said, in today's game, you do see players yeah. usually get their way now. <laughs> So the rumor is that he's trying to get traded to the Nets. And then, you know, you said something to me earlier that pretty much Jim Harden is saying that's all cap. Yeah, I mean, he posted a, the Body Armor water bottle. And then he he, pushed, he took the top off of the water bottle and put it on the table and just and was, <laughs> had the camera on the cap. So I know you're trying to show people, you know, like, it's cap with yeah. your hearing. and Russ had already, and Russ had commented and said it's cap too about, like, them not wanting to play with each other. Yeah, so it's like, bro. I'm... Trying to figure out. That's why I tell people, man. You be if you better stay off them, them rumors in them because yeah. it's gonna you're gonna hear a million different things. Like now we're hearing seen, that Kyrie doesn't want to play with James and like it's a million things. I've like, already, <laughs> I heard earlier today that they said it's pretty much already done deal. That's and what it's I'm like, saying. What? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. When so you think about it. It's a mess in Houston, and it's like I don't know. Like, and and the front office has already said that they're willing to play hardball and get uncomfortable. Yeah, like, I'm not and, mad at that. And I don't see James Harden and Russell Westbrook not being professional in this sense yeah. and not coming to play because even if they do bring back uh, those two, I, I think they're still like I said, they're able to compete every yeah, night and be a playoff team. Most definitely. So I I, I don't know, and I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that they do start out with the Houston Rockets. Mm. I am going to say, though, well, I'm going to say for sure James Harden does. Yeah, not, yeah. if you're on rest. It'll, it's a little more, it's a little more, it soothes your soul a little more, and it's a little yeah, easier to get James, rid of man. Russell Westbrook. Yeah, you're right. Like we heard a rumor about maybe a swap with Jan, with uh, John, John Wall, Wall. Uh-huh, uh-huh, and uh-huh. that was confirmed. And, I mean, I guess you get younger, but they both make ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. And John Wall's coming off a torn Achilles. That's what it was with that one. They're trying to match those contracts. Yeah. <laughs> and is it would be a little harder to trade yeah. Russell. Uh, but James Harden is, like I said, you just don't, you just don't, you don't give up easily just because you're hearing rumbles and, or maybe he's saying he wants to go. You, you sit down and you figure out, uh, what 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 do we need to do as a team? Yeah. Now, with that said, we also just found out that they traded Robert Covington. Yeah, they did. So, who was? Do you know that trade? Do you have it? Yeah, it was uh, Robert Covington to Portland, the Blazers, okay. for Trevor Ariza, uh, their twenty twenty first round pick this year, okay. which is sixteenth. Yeah, and uh, another a twenty one twenty twenty one first round pick next year. Okay. Now we heard that. Houston is trying to get first-round draft picks. They're trying to stockpile on draft picks. Now, I don't know if that's to use them right now. Yeah, or later on. Or later on, because yeah. they know, like I said, this can go either way. I'm starting to lean more that they're ready to use these now. Yeah. And uh, try to get another player to go uh, match up with enough. these guys. So, uh, everybody listening, that's going to be – those are situations. I think the Houston Rockets for sure – Situation, man. Keep your eyes on. Buckle up. It's gonna get real messy in uh in Houston. Yeah, I can't wait, bro. I can't wait to figure out what's going on. It's only man. Tuesday, bro. Yeah. <laughs> what's, the, what's the narrative, man? Yeah, man. So like I said, we talking about like I said every summer we talk about free agency. Yeah. This is trade season. Right. This is, <laughs> it's about to get real crazy. We heard uh 
San Antonio Spurs, uh, DeMar DeRozan, he mm. picked up his player option. He we, sure heard, did. we heard rumors that LA Lakers are interested in him. Yeah, we That's did. another player who could be on the go. Um, well, some other players I know that we were talking about early. Sh- Half of them have pretty much gotten traded since we talked about it. Yeah, so, now that you think about it, Eric. <laughs> uh, I think the big names now, like I said, Russell, James Harden, are definitely added to that list. Um, it's going to be interesting. Now, I guess, going into free agency. Uh, you know, let's talk about that a little bit, bro. Uh, then, uh, there are some names out there mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. summer. Uh, I mean, the biggest one if you want to take it that way, is Anthony Davis. Right, right. We know he's coming back. But, but we, yeah. yeah, AD not going nowhere. Yeah. He just won a ring. Braun's still playing at a high level. He's right. in la-la land. He's not going nowhere. <laughs> he's so, feeling good right now. Yeah. So now we fizzle down the list, and I think the most attractive free agent will be Fred Van Fleet. Mm-hmm. Good Fred. And it seems like Fred Van Fleet not taking no pay cut. Yeah, As bro. he was an undrafted free agent, yeah. he ain't really been making no money. I think he's only gotten paid once, yeah. and it wasn't a big contract. So I ain't I, mad at Fred. And I heard he about to sign a little multi-year shoe deal, man. Get okay, your money, man. Yeah, yeah, get your money, man. And he and he shouldn't take a pay cut. He he's earned every dollar that he's about to get this summer. Yeah. Uh, where do you see his best fit if he does leave Toronto? Man, bro. I mean. If the Knicks aren't trying to do nothing, even though I hate Man, to say Knicks it, because they, do they don't deserve, they don't, de- <laughs> no disrespect when I say this, but they don't deserve somebody like a Russell Westbrook. They're fans, they're, he's going to play hard and all, but they don't deserve that. Like, because they still ain't going to win. Yeah, they're yeah. still not going to win, but somebody like Fred from, for where he came from, I feel like he does deserve that, that opportunity. You know, I feel like that, that would be a good opportunity for the Knicks to go get somebody that's, you know, like, it's not going to be a lot of pressure if you bring in somebody like Fred, Andy Hoops on a contract for right now mm-hmm. because it's just RJ Barrett, it's young guys there. So I think that's a a good a good spot for Fred, you know. Um I was hearing something about the Clippers, but I don't think they have money to pay him. You know, I think it was just Yeah, they'd have to move some pieces. Yeah, around. like I don't or sign and trade one of yeah, those. Yeah, like I mean, and if not a contender, I could see him on a team that's like right on the bu- right on the bubble. To you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if he wasn't, if you guys didn't get Chris Paul, I could see Fred with you guys. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like Definitely. he's 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 one of those type of guys. So um, I just hope he doesn't go to a crap team. Yeah, you now listening to Hoop Narrative Podcast episode eight. Uh, we're touching everybody, getting everybody up on base on what's about to come in the NBA season. Mm-hmm. Y'all already know, man. Y'all can tap in with us on. Spotify podcast, Apple podcast, the YouTube channels up, Anchor. Uh, like I said, uh, we're popping. We, like I said we we love to get this uh, stuff going for y'all. And like I said, we 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 just getting started. So tap in, uh, subscribe to wherever you can, wherever you listen uh, to podcasts. If you now tuning in, we listening or talking about uh, free agents. Uh, we just talked about Fred Van Fleet and. Uh, I agree with you, Fred, that he deserves to be competing a night in and night in on a team that's trying to win a championship. Who would you see for him, bro? Just quickly, uh, the Clippers, definitely. Yeah. They need a, a lead guard. I think he fits in perfectly with those guys. Uh, and with that being said, just like you said, I don't know if they have the money mm-hmm. to get them. But, I mean, in today's world, I mean, you can make anything happen. Yeah, um, 
I thought the Bucks was going to be an option. But mm-hmm. like I said, all these teams that I thought that Fred Van Fleet was going to be on, um, they have found their their point guards through trade. Yeah. So, I mean, just Dallas mm-hmm. is That's a sleeper. A the Dallas Mavericks is a good sleeper. I That's think he fits great next to Luka. Yeah. He can play off the ball mm-hmm. while still playmaking of his own. Uh, I think that the Dallas Mavericks should go all in on yeah. trying to figure out a way to get Fred Van Fleet. And I, we know that That's they're a very underrated pick too. And we know that they're looking for a point guard. Mm-hmm. So, cause they've been, they've been shuffling through some of them guards, the Yogi Ferrell's Trey Burke was there a lot. They've been trying mm-hmm. to find somebody. Jalen Brunson, which I yeah, think will be a good right, backup. Point. Yeah. He's a good backup point guard there. They've been trying to find someone. And you know, the only free agent they have to, that they'll probably lose is, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Okay. So, I don't know what their money situation is like. I don't. I think they should have enough money. The only person I know who makes money on their books is uh, Chris Asperzingas. Yep, yep. The unicorn. Uh, what you call him? Uh, Lucas and his rookie contract still. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll be a perfect fit. That would. You're right. That'd be in that Rick Carlisle up system, yep. up tempo system. Mm-hmm. What 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 are the free agents you got on, on that list, Fred? Uh. Well, DeMar DeRozan, he we see he opted into his like you were saying earlier. Um, Montrez Harrell, bro, we had talked about that a little bit. I know you were saying you think he's he's probably one of the guys that you know he thinks he's better than what he is. He may end up on a bad team. He for sure lost some money over the last few months. Yeah, definitely. But the yeah yeah a lot of there was a lot of reports that came out and it seemed like his name was involved in most of them, bro. Now, we know the. Once he steps on the court, he's rather he's somebody you rather be playing next to than playing against. You're right. Uh, he had career highs across the board this year, playing on a good team. So mm-hmm. it's not like he was playing with bums and yeah. hooping. Uh, he's definitely a player that any playoff team should yeah. be looking at. And I mean, depending on what his vision is, I'm, I anybody who's a good NBA player wants to be the best. Uh, if he feels like maybe, you know, he can take that next step and be a uh, starting night in and night out center on a good team yeah. uh, uh, night in and night out, I ain't mad at him for that either. Yeah, agree. Agree, uh, man. Now, that's another player I heard that I heard that the Suns was looking at him. I, I, I'm hearing all over the board that, you know, Montrez is a name that uh, teams are going to try mm-hmm. to go after yep. earlier than later. Because, like I said, there's not no big names to be moved off the board this mm-hmm. year. There's nobody, no mm-hmm. waiting game this year. So now you got to go look for who's serviceable after that. Mm-hmm. And I think you had uh, Danilo Gallinari on your yep, list. Yep, yep. A lot of people after uh, Gallo. And as you, as they should, he's a shooter, yeah, uh, yeah. a scorer. He was OKC okay, last year, right? Yeah, played yep. as a lead. I think second leading scorer second after scorer, uh, yep. Young Boys. So, mm-hmm. I mean. Shot Gilly. Yeah. So, he's still serviceable. Yeah. At, like I said, at best, he still can shoot the piss out the ball. So Good Gallo. He could shoot it for real. And I think that, like I said, he will be somebody that a lot of teams who are trying to make the playoffs will be trying to get. Uh, we keep talking about shooters, Joe Harris, mm-hmm. which is now kind of in the limbo now because it's like, does he? If he wants to he can stay paid, with Brooklyn, huh? yeah. So say if he wants to play, stay with Brooklyn, though, he might. It looked like he might have to play a little bit of the waiting game. Yeah. Shout out Joe Harris too. What, what is it? Is it Vashon Island? Shalan. Shalan. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, a lot Kevin of people always says Joe Harris don't get his due from from uh, Washington. You man. know, a lot of people from the town, man, definitely has some some good summers out in Shalan. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Shalan's a good time, man. Shout out to Shalan, Washington. For sure. Yeah. So Joe, but he's Joe, in the limbo. You were saying, Joe? I, I mean, I feel like he will only because if Brooklyn's trying to get James Harden, 
I don't know. I mean, I would feel like you would still want Joe Harris. Yeah, I was like, saying how something, even though work? it was a report, but it was saying like the Nets are prepared to try to do everything they can to yeah. keep yeah to keep and Joe as, Harris. as they should because he's a forty percent shooter. <laughs> right, marksman. Yeah. So I and I know that they can go over the salary cap to re-sign him. So that's why I'm saying if he wants to stay with Brooklyn, yeah. he's gonna have to wait. Now, if he's about his bread, uh, there's going to be a handful of teams who's ready to offer him money now. Yeah. Uh, I'm not one. mad if he takes it because, you know, my theory, when you're young, go get it yeah, if you can. But definitely. he's in a great situation. Either, so if they can figure it, Yeah, if they can figure it out by any means, he's in a championship uh, situation right now. But you being young, Joe, I'm not mad if you go get that money, too. And I think Brooklyn knows they got to come correct, too, yeah, even, exactly. regardless, even if they do want to resign him. I don't think he's taking that much of a pay cut to uh, even come back there. Yeah. So. I agree. Yeah. Who, who, anybody else we miss? Uh, I mean, we got Jeremy Grant, Marcus Morris, Dragon, Sergi Baca, who, whoever you want, Jay Crowder. Jeremy one Grant. Of those guys, yep. Jeremy Grant is a name that. High commodity, bro. Two last two years has mm-hmm. proven not only Jeremy, not only was Jeremy Grant almost like, like I say, it, it, it took him a few years to develop. Mm-hmm. And shout out to the OKC Thunder, yeah, who really has developed young yeah. players year in and year out. Uh, Jeremy Grant went and got in the gym, uh, got himself first a corner three ball, uh, and then pretty much just spread that out to all over the three-point line. Uh, he's turned himself into a very respectable shooter with also playing the way that he plays, which is yep. get in there, uh, be athletic, uh, cut to the basket, mm-hmm. be able to defend multiple positions. Those are the type of players you win basketball games with today. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Versatility. Like I, yeah, he's very versatile, mm-hmm. bro. And he is also another name that if Denver – Denver takes this cool, they're gonna lose him. Yeah. So I see I see my Lakers. We're we're you know, we're we're trying to um get after him. I seen Braun. Oh, that's what Braun was in his, that's what Braun was giving the Siggy uh, yeah. after game talk. Yeah, after we beat him, Braun was talking to him for too long and then you hear reports <laughs> like that the Lakers are interested in him. So And we know Braun's assistant GM. So Yeah, man, it makes perfect sense, <laughs> man. Come on, come on with the winning team. Yeah, no, nah, uh Jeremy and or Jeremy Grant's gonna have at least 20 teams uh, trying to get his services. Like I said, this is somebody who we've seen grind it from the bottom up. So very well deserved. Mm-hmm. Uh, every dollar he, he's about to get this summer is, is earned. And I think he's definitely uh, a free agent who is, like I said, is going to be a difference maker mm-hmm. uh, wherever he goes in the difference of being competing for a championship or not. So like I said, I, I think that you'll see a lot of, Important pieces in the free agency, but no superstars. Yeah, that'll be next year, Mm -hmm. I believe. So I think next year is the big one. Yeah. So free agents, free agency opens up November Mm twentieth, two days after draft. So this Friday. This Friday, okay. Uh, Like I said, I mean, if you got your ears to the NBA world, man, hop on Twitter, man, come come uh, tap in with us, hoop underscore narrative. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I said, I've seen a lot of conversations going on already. Right, you had everybody <laughs> talking about the uh UW the UW stuff after uh after you know we talked to P yeah. last week and you know, I, he did you see those cra- it was going crazy, bro. Yeah, they were. It was going crazy. And you know, it kind of came down to, you know, them talking about Romar and mm-hmm. us not having Romar no more. Yeah. And you know, speaking of college, um we got the draft on Thursday or Wednesday, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow, today. Yeah. Good NBA draft. Yeah, yeah today pretty much. <laughs> And uh, this is also kind of like free agency. It ain't a hot commodity draft. 
Uh, you got a lot of players in this draft who like. I don't. There's no surefire. Like there's yeah. guys that got upside and can be really good players, but there ain't no Zion in yeah, this draft. I agree. Uh, you got a whole bunch of players that, like I said, one foot in, one foot out, yeah. and what they can do. And at the top of the list here, uh, we got Anthony Edwards, Edwards. out of Georgia, uh, who does fit the NBA mold yep, of right away a downhill guard who can also create his own a shot from the three point line mm-hmm. area. Uh, get to the foul line. Super athletic. Super athletic. Uh, my negative for him is his motor. Yeah. And how engaged are you when it's not mm-hmm. going your way? And you know, you kind of see this like with players who go to these smaller uh schools and hope, and you know, but don't get the actual yeah, and don't win yeah. So then you go and see the motor being questioned and also bringing it into the NBA world for a little bit. Until they find themselves on the bench, wondering why they're not playing. Now, it's Anthony real. Edwards <laughs> is a toolbox on the offensive end, so uh, we're gonna see. Like I said, his motor, and uh, in my opinion, I think that will be the number one pick. So yeah. that means he's now going to play with two guys who are, whose motors are already questioned. Yeah, Cat and D and D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. How does that fit? I don't know, bro. I just, I mean, I get what they're thinking. Like you said that. You know, that prototypical two-guard, I could do it all. You know, you put it with D'Lo, you know, and Carl Anthony Towns, and, you know, you're trying to form a, you know, a nice young big three. But I just don't know, bro. I just feel like Cat and D'Lo are both – I think they're around the – they're at that point now where they're trying to win. So – and we don't really know what we're going to get with Anthony Edwards as far as his rookie year goes. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know which way it could go. So – I don't know, bro. I just think they're the Minnesota's picking. They're trying to pick safe and get. And yeah, I think they're just taking best of everything. Yeah, I think they're just trying to pick safe, but I don't know if it's if it's gonna work, bro. I feel like there'll be bumps and bruises. I yeah. don't think this puts them over the hump into the playoffs. Not at all, bro. Uh, but like I said, sky is also the limit with Anthony Edwards. If it I does, feel like this is more about Anthony Edwards. Yeah. Then it's those two, yeah. yeah I, was gonna like, say, cause I guess that's what I can I'm see that say. blowing up yeah, anytime bro. soon. So, the development of Anthony Edwards is going to be super important to the Minnesota Timberwolves because exactly. I do see some cold nights on the horizon for, for Minnesota. Yeah, uh, some other names James Wiseman, mm-hmm. um, a guy that's been pretty much top of his class since he was a teenager, mm-hmm. uh, another versatile guy, a versatile big. Uh, now, you know, we have these talks about bigs all the time. What I do like about him is he's super athletic. Yeah. Uh, he has a little bit of touch. Yeah. Um, he's a rim protector. Mobile, Which is too. really important if you're going to be a big nowadays because a lot of guys are downhill scores. Dang, I didn't know he was 7'1". I thought he was like 16. He's yeah, no, he's a big one. dude. Yeah, he's, yeah, a, big he's a big dude. So, um, like I said, maybe typically I think you will start to see a trend of bigs kind of – being relaxed on in drafts, yeah. but in this draft with there not being too much top tier talent at the top, yeah. and he is very deserving of being a top five pick. Uh, I I do think he will he will play well. I don't know if he's a superstar once again. Agreed. Using your top five picks, you want to try to pick smart with superstar guarantee. Uh, exactly. Now there is another big in this draft who I feel like is not getting even though he's getting talked about. Yeah. I don't think he's getting talked about enough still. 
and that's Obi Toppin out of Dayton. Mm, you now, do like Obi, yeah. Now I love Obi because he fits today's NBA. He's a small ball center. Mm -hmm. He can stretch the floor. He's still athletic. He rim runs and he can guard multiple positions. No, you're right though, bro. He covers a lot of areas. (laughs) And and those are the type of players you 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 build to groom to win a championship. Is he an all star? I don't know. I I do. I'm sorry. I'm leaning towards yes. Because like I said, he can do multiple things. I do think he'll be with all those intangibles. I think yeah, he'll have the chance. Like I said, I mean, is Draymond maybe talent wise a an all star by himself? Maybe not. But you fit him in with a bunch of players around him, and it brings the best out of him while also leading to wins. You get all star nods. And Obi will get better. Just if you've seen him over the years at Dayton, he got better, so Mm -hmm. that won't be a problem. So I, I think. If, if I'm Minnesota, man, that's who I'm taking. Oh, you're going down there. I, I'm just taking. I'm taking him number one. Yeah. I understand that he doesn't have high upside as Anthony Edwards, uh, and possibly another guy we're about to get into is uh, Lamelo Ball. Yeah. But like I said, I think he's ready to go now. Yeah. Um, I still think he does still have room to grow. Mm, he does. Okay. And the tools that he already brings. Uh, I, 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 that's my, that's my favorite player in this draft. So what about your boy? Uh, well, not your boy, but Lamelo. Now Lamelo Ball. Now we know everybody's known about Lamelo Ball since he's pretty much been in middle school. Right. Uh, we know Lamelo Ball comes from the infamous Ball family. <laughs> Good Lavar. And uh, Lamelo, uh, uh, Leangelo, and now Lonzo who plays mm-hmm. for the Pelicans. Now we've heard for the last three, four years, ever since uh, Lonzo's been in the league, that Lamelo has the most. The highest upside. Yeah. Uh, now, with that being said, we're talking about today's NBA game. NBA and the skill set uh, that needs to be on the floor, especially as a guard. Yeah. He checks all the toolboxes. He does check I them all. I have nothing to say about that. <laughs> he can create his own shot from the perimeter. He's gotten bouncy. Yeah. He's big. He yeah. can play both guard Six, positions. Yeah. Uh, he can shoot it, too. He's an elite Way shooter. I think he's Lonzo. an elite shooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah for real. Now, Maybe because we're getting a little older, and I'm saying this a lot now, the question is his motor. Yeah, you're right. No, no, you're right, bro. <laughs> his motor has been questioned for the last yeah. few years now. Yeah, maturity uh, too. Uh huh. He yeah. hasn't played. Uh, he hasn't played a meaningful game yeah. over the last three, four years. He's played in the JBA. Yeah. He's played overseas. Yeah. And he didn't play high school basketball. I don't know where he really played on the AAU circuit. Yeah. And once again, I would have really liked to see LaMelo play college basketball. Yeah. Just playing the rugged, uh, more defensive-oriented type of style and, of and basketball. That's one of, the, that's one of the things I think people question, too. Because, you know, some people are like, well, he's been always playing better competition. He played overseas. And, then, you know, on, on the AAU team, he played up with his brother and them, even though he was young. And he's been he's getting prepared for the pro level. But mm-hmm. that's why you have a – question mark with your motor and maturity because like bro's talking about the winning you know what i mean you you don't you you get to see the type of player you are when you're in a winning environment Mm -hmm. you know you get to see the good and the bad so i'm anxious to see now he's at the highest level what is it going to look like when it's not all Mm -hmm. good because like i said i mean usually especially lately these guys that are coming from programs that win they they equate to winning basketball at the next level it's not about what they're what they're doing uh, statistical-wise. Yeah. They're helping you win games. So. I think people aren't looking at that either. They're not looking at what translates to winning. They're just looking at stats. Mm-hmm. But there are, like I said, there are a lot of guys in that mold who will get picked higher uh, in this draft. Uh, the guys like the Isaac Okoros. Yeah, um, 
Patrick Williams, mm-hmm. um, all those guys. Uh, who were we just Tyrese talking about? Maxie's Tyrese Maxey, um, Precious Achuawa, yep, like all yep, those guys yep, that play Memphis. hard and equate to wins. Mm-hmm. They're they're gonna get taken a little higher than you expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other names uh, to keep your eye out for is uh, we got another Euro and from Israel named Denny of G. Abdija. Yeah, I seen that. Uh, another six uh, nine wing who can shoot the ball, play, make a Look little like bit. He can do a little bit. Yeah, I was a little bit of everything. Film, yeah, mm-hmm. Look like uh, a little bit everything. he can handle the ball. Uh, he can play three four. So, uh, like I said, I know now that it wasn't just Luca, but you're gonna start seeing a lot of you know when it comes to Euro guards and yeah. wings. It's you know can they keep up with athleticism and all that. And we now seen that the game is taking a whole different. Yeah. Uh, direction. So you're now seeing these guards, uh, Euro guards, being able to play now at a high level. Yeah, that's true. So it will be interesting to that's see true. what he can do. And I do think he's another player who should not be slept on. I do think yeah. he will go top five because of the upside. I think with these young guys playing um, professional so young, like them getting yep. drafted now, it's yep. like, okay, yeah, he's 19, 20, but he's been playing mm-hmm. at the highest level overseas for five or six yeah. years. Or and whatever. now the NBA kind of has a overseas mold to it. So, like yeah. I said, they've already That's been kind of playing this game now yeah. uh, for the last three, four years. And we saw, like I said, possibly somebody who's going to be the best player in the league in the next four or five years, and mm-hmm. Luka Doncic kill at yeah. 20 years old. Everybody's antennas went up. Yeah, <laughs> facts, bro. So, I mean, you kind of now – with that being said, the Luka effect, you kind of have to keep your eyes open now to see, like... Right, you can't just be like, uh... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what people are doing. Look, I don't yep. care. No, you're right. Uh, another overseas, dude. And now, uh, we got to, you know, we're from the town. We got a we got a few guys that we have to, you know, check the boxes on and mm-hmm. see what's up with Sh- them. Show that love. Uh, starting at the top, uh, the guy who has probably the potential to be drafted before the other two yeah. is Jaden McDaniels. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, maybe others don't want to talk about it, but we will. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jaden is somebody who started out this season who was potentially a top top five, five, top five pick. Uh, draft pick. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, after the season, you know, we've seen some uh, bumped heads a little bit with uh, head coach Mike Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Um, benched him second half of yeah. the season. Well, made him come off the bench, I mm-hmm. should say. Uh, we saw the shooting selection be somewhat iffy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's taken a dip on his draft stock. Yeah, agreed. Now, I don't know if this is more to blame to UW and Mike Hopkins or Jaden. Yeah. But moving forward, whoever gives Jaden McDaniels is going to get a hell of a player. Yeah. Uh, you ask me outside of Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball and Obi Toppin, he has one of the highest ceilings in this yeah. draft. Yeah. And honestly, you put him in with those guys when yeah. it comes to ceilings. Uh, if you watch Jaden McDaniels play before he got to UW, as that was for Federal Way High School for Seattle Rotary in the yeah. summer, mm-hmm. uh, you heard the comparisons of Kevin Durant. Yeah, bro. And a lot of, and I mean, a lot of people try to get those comparisons, but when you watch this man play, he literally resembles a young Kevin Durant. And not only was he able to score on the perimeter off the bounce, he started to learn to score underneath the basket, kind of mm-hmm. like a Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. And the boy is real smooth when given a real chance. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. And, you know, the which is why we've seen him fall, like I said, is we've we seen the character issues. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, like I said, he started coming off the bench for you, Dub. Yeah, second. That was still crazy, man. I don't care what's yeah, going on. I, I agree with you. But for all you guys that don't know, Jaden McDaniels is a good kid. Yeah, uh, good Just kid. like you was just saying, Fred. Uh, I think it was more of a competitive edge. Why yeah. to win? Yeah, bro. People, people, um, they get the competitive edge and the terrible attitude mixed up. Mm-hmm. Like he, like sometimes when you're competitive like that, it comes off the wrong way. But the kid wants to win. Mm-hmm. Personally, I know that he wants to win. So, now with that being said, it is something that he will have to learn to control. You're definitely right. You're right. Uh, going into a professional, uh, uh, professional level. Yeah. Uh, but the skill set and. Uh, the high upside and honestly, I see even his motor was a question. I I, I disagree with all yeah. of that. I think you will see, uh, you will see a more consistent Jaden McDaniel's at at the next level. And once I said these teams that we was looking at uh, in the bottom half, pretty much I can see him either helping or uh, getting a real good chance of getting real big minutes. Uh, right off the rip and i mean the team that i would love to see him go to i mean like i said he should be a lottery pick but if he does fall into the 20s i think okc would be great yeah and we saw how much they developed uh jeremy grant Mm -hmm. and he like i said he has a higher upset a higher upside than jeremy Grant. they their play development is loud too in okc exactly uh now moving forward a guy who's been shooting up the draft boards at a bellarmine prep Malachi Flynn. <laughs> uh, what you got to say about him, bro? Nah, Malachi, you know, somebody that started at um, Wazoo and then, you know, did his that grad year or whatever at San Diego State, man. He just, he's just a winner, bro. He's always was a hard worker. He always was a grinder, lived in a gym. And I always say those guys that are winners and grinders that are at the end of the day that are going to look up and have all the opportunities. And I feel like he went to San Diego state and everything he did up until that point, it showed mm-hmm. he was a winner, got better. His game showed and sky's the limit for him, bro. And he, he sky's the limit. San Diego state. He won. He won, bro. Which I think is an, another, which big is reason what people probably knocked it, him at Wazoo yeah. for. But. but this is also why he's rising up the draft force too, is probably when these GMs talk to him, they see that he has a winning degree or yes. winning pedigree to mm-hmm. him. That's what people care about, man. Yeah, Unless most you're really, really that guy, they want to see, do, do you do anything that translates to winning? And especially, and especially when you're drafting in that, that second half of the right. first round where you exactly. got a whole bunch of playoff teams who are trying to build on what they did last year. Yeah. Uh, like I said, he's another small guard who can fill it up, plays both sides of the floor, mm-hmm. uh, learning to also be a point guard as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think he will step in and surprise uh, surprise a lot of guys and turn a lot of heads, and I think he'll be able to help a team uh, from year one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, now, were, you were on Wazoo. Talk about C.J. Ellaby, yeah, another so Seattle guy. C.J., another guy uh, out of Cleveland High School. Mm-hmm. Uh, did two years at Wazoo. Uh, put his name in the draft last year. Yes, decided to take it out. Um, I like C.J. so much, just as much as I like Jaden. Yeah. Not because of he may not have the high upside mm-hmm. like Jaden. Uh, the guy plays really hard. Yeah. And he can spread the floor. I know it didn't look like that last year. Yeah. I was just talking to somebody about this. Uh, being at Wazoo, being the guy, he was a <laughs> high-volume scorer. Right, yeah. That's what it comes with being at Wazoo. Yeah. <laughs> he had the ball in his hands a lot. He got a lot of shots up. Yeah. And the field goal percentage took a dip. Yeah. Uh, Three-point percentage took a dip. If I'm a GM, I'm not worried about that. If you take a look at a look at which I think is more uh, 
realistic as what he did his freshman year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he shot 40% from the three-point line. Yeah. Still had pretty good numbers. I think he averaged like 13 points. And he rebounds the ball. He rebounds, yep. 6'7". Six, 6'7". Seven. Six, seven. So yeah. another guy who can possibly play that 3-4, yeah. uh, be a 3 and D guy. Uh, I think if if somebody can get him in the second seat, he sneaks in the early first. Yeah. He's uh, going to be a steal, bro. Yeah. I don't care. He's going to be uh-huh. a steal. And we're hearing right now probably early second. Uh, all those teams, a lot of those teams, like I said, uh, if if he's not able to help a team starting next year, yeah. he is going to be somebody that a GM keeps their eyes on yeah. for the development and somebody who can probably help them in the next two years. Yeah, a long time. Uh, see, does one of those guys. He's always going to keep getting better so you're not worried about it. High character. He's another one of those dudes. He wants to win mm-hmm. at a high level, and he does he does something that everyone needs, and he shoots it at yeah. an extremely high level. Yep. So, yeah, all and like I said, all three of these guys that we just talked about out of C- uh, Seattle, Tacoma. Jay Jaden likes to say he's federal away. Yeah, Jaden got that tatted on him. So my bad. Jaden said the Fed, right? Yeah, he's gonna press bad, us. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, all those guys, like I said. A potential across the board uh, for Seattle to keep adding on, adding players into the draft who yeah. will uh, succeed and, like I said, make it to the second contract. It's been something that uh, Seattle and the greater Washington area has been doing over the last four or five years now mm-hmm. consistently. So this is going to be – it may not, like I said, for us it may not be like top-tier draft, but it's just right. going to be fun to see, like I said, another – Another crop of Seattle kids, yeah. Washington kids, who's going to get an opportunity. I've seen a lot of young dudes watch these guys, exactly. too, bro. That's you know what I mean? Like that's really... something P was talking about. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, that's, and that's real. And, you know, that's shout out to, you know, the Seattle Rotary, who's, mm-hmm. like I said, I think they, they, I mean, I don't think they really fell off track, but, you know, I think with this EYBL being a much bigger platform, uh-huh. a lot of these guys outside of Washington is starting to see not only Washington, but, you know, Rotary's producing uh NBA players and have been doing this. Yeah, for a while, bro. Yeah, so like I said, this is it's just been a good time to just step into the Seattle hoop world and really uh, put your nose and put your eyes and ears uh, and and see what we see on a pretty much a night at night world. I mean, like I said, you guys, I mean, all of us, we live and talk that the uh, Seattle world every day, pretty yeah. much in, in the group chat. Yeah, no, for real, though. <laughs> so we're talking some hoop every day. Yeah, yeah. man. So yeah, bro, that, that was a lot. Yeah, it like was. Like I said, this, we just getting started. Right, you right. Know. It's about to turn up for real. Yeah, man. So uh, recap that, man. NBA draft. Yep. Wednesday, four o'clock, ESPN. Friday, I want to say seven or, or actually twelve a.m. Friday. Okay. Okay. Uh, free agency opens up, mm. and we're gonna try to get back here uh, asap because we're gonna try to feed you guys uh, with. Uh, all everything that's going on. Yeah. Uh, we talked to Malachi Flynn, yep. mm-hmm. and you know he's trying to get on here ASAP. Yeah, so, we're gonna know, get said, Malachi yeah. in here. So when he said once the draft stuff dies down, he did, he definitely wants to you know come rap with us. Uh, Jaden, we know you're hopping and skipping right. away, bro. So <laughs> we definitely want to get you on too. Uh, but like I said, definitely. <laughs> Tap into the draft, man. Support Seattle Zone, yeah. uh, even if you're not from here. Right, right. Uh, put tell a friend to tell a friend, man. Hoop narrative. Yeah, man. You already know on all uh, all podcast platforms. Yes, sir. Uh, once again, well, we'll be back here definitely real soon. Uh, we know we took a little hiatus after uh, you know rapping with <laughs> uh, rapping with the big dogs, Young P. 
Yeah, man. So, but we we definitely gonna be right back in here. Uh, I got my bro Fred Joe next to me as always, man. It's your boy OT, man. Hoop narrative. We out. We out. Floor, I don't waste time. Waste time. Two seconds, one shot. I'ma make mine. Make mine. With a three pointer on baseline. They want my spot. I'm trying to save mine. So you should move over. So you should move over. So you should move over.